Hi, and welcome to Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. Please join us as we explore how you can enjoy a happier life and a fulfilling career, things that aren't always that easy in our modern world. We'll be taking a look to how you can explore well-being both inside and outside the workplace, how to prevent burnout, how to achieve true happiness in work and life, and so much more. So stick around. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's podcast with myself, Dr. Jenny Brockers, and Sarah Metcalf from Happy Happy Consulting. Today, we are talking about you in that uh, we're looking at ways that helping out, giving back in some way can actually really raise your mental well-being and your overall happiness. So, Sarah, um, What's been your experience? Is is volunteering your time something that you've actually done yourself in the past or you've aspired to or you've seen other people engaged in? Yeah, I it was really great when you suggested this topic because I went for a bit of a walk and had a think. And actually, when I was younger, I used to volunteer all the time. I ran a charity events I um I I used to yeah volunteer in um kind of um we called them old folks homes I'm sure that's not the correct name that doesn't sound very pc today it's not very pc is it (laughs) (laughs) so we used to call them a long time ago um but with elderly um care patients and being part of the community was something I was really passionate about Um, and I think I realized I am not doing that at the moment. And I really miss it. That idea of digging in, getting your hands dirty in a sense, you know, even to the point of helping litter pick or plant trees, or there's something really fulfilling about kind of leaving downing tools on your day job and going and doing something for someone else, which I know we're going to talk about, but also that I have made the place or the world um, better and I am contributing to something bigger and better than myself. Mm -hmm. So it was really a nice knock on because I'm actually going to go have a look and see how I can do a little bit more in my community uh, again, because it makes us, the other thing is it's got that, that, um, feels selfish but isn't tinged to it where when we do things for other people when instead of doing things for ourselves we feel great Mm. Mm. we feel great Mm. how about you are you are you super active in your community at the moment well, I'm a bit like you, Sarah I'm I'm sort of in between things at the moment (laughs) I remember as a kid my parents were both active in rotary and Uh. every year Myself, along with my two brothers, be roped into the door-to-door collection for the Royal Lifeboat Saving Society. And that was great. You used to get these wonderful plastic orange lifeboats (laughs) and these little pins with the little flag. And I'd go from door to door to door um, collecting money for the lifeboats. And every year before Christmas, we'd have a float (laughs) and we'd walk around following this float which was playing Christmas carols badly (laughs) around the different streets where we lived 
And again, we go door knocking, raising money for Rotary before all their projects and things. But that actually was probably my first experience of volunteering my time. Was it volunteering? I was told to do it. No, it was volunteering because <laughs> I actually loved doing it. It was great fun, even though the carols were dreadful. Um, <laughs> and since that time, I guess it's... And I, and I think volunteering is something that you do when you feel you've got more time, but sometimes we have to make that time. I was invited a couple of years ago when I was in Sydney to go along and spend a morning working in the kitchens of something called Oz Harvest. And I'm sure you got something similar in the UK where people go and collect waste food from mm. hotels, restaurants, supermarkets, which normally all gets sent straight to landfill, which is absolutely appalling, especially when there's nothing wrong with the food. And so they collect the food, they take it back to this central hub, and basically they have a team of teams of volunteers um, with somebody who actually knows what they're doing in terms of cooking to <laughs> direct you to create multiple meals, which are then taken out and shared with the community. And I, I think the, the three hours I spent at Oz Harvest that morning were some of the happiest time I've ever spent doing something because I was in this kitchen. We were all hot and sweaty. We were chop, 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 chop. We were stir, 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 stir. We were cooking these enormous vats of food, <laughs> which I have to say smelled delicious. I thought, oh, this, is, this smells divine. We actually got to taste it as well. And it was really, really great food. So it wasn't slop. It was yeah. really top quality food going to those who otherwise wouldn't know where their next meal was coming from. And mm -hmm. just knowing that just made you think, wow, this is such a good thing to be part of because it, like you say, it's something that's bigger than you and it makes you feel rewarded in that in a glow sense, there's nothing else in it for you, but it's that little warm feeling. Um, some people call it a helper's high, but yes. you know, whatever, whatever you call it, it is it is real. And um, I, I think it's just a win-win because the people volunteering their time feel great. And the people who are the recipients of what's been created for them um, feel fabulous as well. And it's the same when there's been um, a disaster like a bushfire or a flood. People come together, they put together rescue packs, boxes, whatever, and people yeah. fall over themselves trying to help because we all want to because yeah. it gives us a sense of we can contribute something. It's back to community and connection and relationships and yeah. resilience yeah. and purpose, all the things that we have talked about. All I think, those things. It, all those things. So I have a, I want to, again, when I went on my walk to think about this, I had a really interesting thought and I would love to invite you to comment or discuss with me. So I have worked in the charity sector since I've come to the UK and, and I have also volunteered and done things, uh, even though I'm not doing it right now. One of the things that I have been and, and experienced is Charities are so money poor that actually people want or are willing or um, are maybe more capable of giving their skills, um, but the charities really need money. And so there's a bit of a, I guess it's a juxtaposition there about how do you encourage people to help out, to, to do things, but also um, 
when the charities need money, actually, it's sometimes it's more challenging to give money than it is. Sometimes it's easier and you could just give the money. And I'm sure that's really useful. But it was just a thought around, again, kind of the sense of community that we we have lost really over the last number yes. of years. Um, right. I give I donate to charity and I'm giving to it might be a cancer research. It might be, uh, you know, for animals. It might be for, um, you know, people. But people choose different things to give mm. their money to. Mm. But somehow do we lose that connection with actually helping out, uh, actually creating that community? So I would love to just, it, it was just a thought and I'd love to hear your your reflection on that. Well, I, I think what you're saying is is very valid because each year my husband and I usually choose a charity that we decide we're going to donate regularly to each month for that 12 months. And that's mm. fine. And we usually set it up as a direct debit. So it just goes out of our, our account and it's all done and taken care of. We don't have to think about it. But the trouble with that is that it doesn't have any sense of connection to the actual charity itself. So while, you know, it, it feels good that we know that we're making some monetary contribution, it feels totally different from mm. the uh, investment of time. And I think. It's, it's trying to find the right balance between donating money, which is, as you say, desperately needed by many charities. Yeah, yeah, and absolutely. Then actually physically going and giving your skill and your service, which I think sometimes is even better. Um, so it's, it's, it's about working out what works best for you. And if you're you know, ridiculously busy and the thought of spending a couple of hours once a week or once a fortnight elsewhere just isn't going to work for you at the moment, then certainly opening your wallet and sharing a few dollars or a couple of pounds is going to help someone somewhere. I think sometimes the question with donating money is certainly here. A lot of people say, well, how much of that money actually goes to where it's needed? Because some charities actually chew up a lot of that cash looking after themselves. And I get that, you know, they're running as a business. Um, so yeah. they do have to have, they will obviously have some running costs. But I think most people like to think that if they are opening their wallets, that that money is going to where it's needed. And that's not always strictly the case. So I think that's why some people like to do something differently, which is about volunteering their time, because then they know they are doing it. Um, they are in charge of what they are investing in, and I think that works well. So it's it's it's, it's always going to be a, a balance. And yeah, I think yeah. It was so. It was an interesting fine. like conversation mm. I had with myself on my walk. Yeah. <laughs> thank but you for thank you for dabbling. <laughs> but I do. Um, I think I do think that um, you know we don't always have to do it on our own either, and I think there's certainly room for more workplaces to come together with an idea to say, what can we do as an organisation to make something good happen? And there have been various examples in the States where certain companies, um, there was a shoe company that um, basically handed out free shoes to people in the in the car parking lot uh, on a particular day. That's so awesome. people That's didn't awesome. choose. Yeah. You remember that? Uh, yes, I, I just thought, yeah. well, that's just amazing. And, and you could tell that everybody involved in that felt fabulous about it. I mean, the people handing out the shoes 
and the people who were receiving them, everybody, it was a win, 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 win all the way around. And uh, I was invited recently to a public launch of a community van, which mm. I, the whole idea just blew me away because I just thought it was such a great thing to do. But what I loved was that it was the brainchild of somebody working in a particular organization. And he'd obviously taken it to his boss and said, I think this would be a great thing to do. What do you reckon? And his boss said, yep, let's do it. So it took them three years to bring it to completion because COVID got in the way. Um, but basically, they've put together a van yeah. which has been converted into a, a mobile laundry for the homeless. Oh, amazing. So yeah. inside yeah. the van, you've got two washing machines, two dryers. You've got water tanks, clean water, grey water. You've got electric socket if you've got access to a power. But they've got enough on board that van to do four loads of washing at a go before they need to go away and get more water and topped up with everything else. And so when, when I saw this van and I saw the effort and the work that had gone into it because they'd had to ask for input from other people with different expertise because obviously that particular company didn't have everything that they needed to make that work. Um, so it, it drew in other groups of people from other companies. So it became a real community project. And mm. I thought, wow, that was so good. And I was so proud of what they had achieved in that time frame. And I thought, yeah, this is going to make such a difference because, well, it's the same the world over. We have a lot of homeless people who, mm. you know, are doing it tough and I think the worst thing here, and I don't know if it's the same in the UK, if you don't have a permanent address, you cannot access any assistance financially from the government. Catch-22, yeah. hey? Yeah. So if you've got no access to, to money or assistance and you've got no hope of getting a job, um, what do you do when you want to clean clothes? Yeah. Because are, you're you able, are you able to clean Clothes, you're yeah. unable to wash your clothes. You're unable, you know, to get a shower even. And we've also got mobile showers now going around in some places too, like for the same reason. Because you know, this is this is common humanity, and it's about recognizing not not everybody has what we have. Yeah, and it's it's going some small way just to making life a little bit more bearable. Yeah. So important. And, and it's it's a really good example of, you know, thinking globally, but acting locally. Yes. You know? Yes. And I, I have always been a huge fan of that as a mindset. You know, yes, we should absolutely be thinking of, of the, the, the global picture. But <laughs> what, what can we do? Well, that's yes. that's much closer to home. And, yes. and again, nudge, nudge theory and all of those things, you know, help us to see that when we make small incremental changes, then yep. that is where that is that is where things happen. Right. And, and I think you're right in the workplace in terms of how you can all, all the benefits, you know, absolutely as a as a human story that is, you know, goosebumps and, and beautiful. Um, mm-hmm. there's also just that benefit of everyone pulling together. Yep. You're connecting in a different yep. way. It's not a transactional 
uh, place that you have together. Um, I really love the story uh, one of our WooHoo partners tells, he, um, Martin, and he organized a team building event where everyone got together. They had to build bicycles. Oh, yes. Um, right? right. They had to build bicycles, but they didn't have any instructions. Right. So it's, <laughs> that was how it was described. They had to get together in teams and build bicycles and it was a race and everyone, you know, so good team building exercise, communication, uh, you know, doing something, achieving it, winning results and relationships all over the place. But the special bit about it was when they finished that, um, they all got to go and give the bicycle to someone in the community who didn't have access to that um, or was, you know, financially difficult. Most of them were children who, who, who weren't able, you know, whose families were not able to provide them with bicycles. Mm-hmm. Um, and that moment of then giving them to someone else. So again, not just doing something together, but then being able to, as you say, help someone else with yeah. your actions. Yeah. Um, what a brilliant experience to go mm. through. And I think, exactly. I think life-changing, you know, you've gone through yes. an experience together yes. and you do come out the other side, a different yeah. person. Yeah. We, we have something over here called men's sheds. I don't know yeah. if you have them in the UK. As men get older, they don't always have access to other groups of men, especially if they're sort of semi-retired or actually retired. So the idea was that by creating a men's shed, people in that community could go along and get involved in the different projects that were being put together. And sometimes it was doing something like the bicycles where broken bicycles would be brought in, the, the guys would fix them up, and then yeah. they'd be given away to other people. Sometimes they were using their woodworking skills to craft and create little boxes and picnic tables and stuff. Again, all um, done in order to raise money for charity or to give away, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's the camaraderie that mm. arises from that type of activity where, like you say, you're all coming together you're all working on your particular thing and it's for something bigger than you. It's, 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 it's great. That's the key, isn't it? So, mm. so, and I know uh, this, this is good for people. It's good for their health as well though, right? Yes. It's, it's good for your physical and your yeah. mental well-being. Um, because you're often sort of physically active. So of course that's keeping you moving. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the interaction with other people, tends to sort of put you in a better mood and of course it improves your social skills and people find that generally they're just happier as a result you know life <laughs> satisfaction goes up things yeah. feel good so it's like yes bring it on I remember um, a couple of years ago I signed up to do a fun run now I have to tell you Sarah I don't run <laughs> it out there so signing up for a fun run where she doesn't run. but you know what it was okay because they had put all the runners at the front and there was something like that <laughs> yeah. and all the walkers were down the back that's where I was I was down the back yep. um and so we all had to be there early in the morning it was quite cold so we were always standing there shivering in our little shorts and tops with our little numbers on our chests waiting to go and they were pumping out some music to get us all psyched up and ready and then it was yeah. off we go and the runners tore off up the hill 
And I'm looking at this sea of people just moving away from me. And then it was like a ripple effect. Gradually, as people went forward, it was time for us to move as well. So we were starting to walk briskly, as we did, <laughs> to, to do our fun walk run. And uh, But it was great because everybody had a smile on their face. Everybody knew that they were doing something for somebody else. Yeah. Um, and the, the 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 camaraderie, you know, somebody fell over or braised their knee or looked like they were getting heat stroke or something. Everybody was on hand to to sort them out and to pick them up and dust them down. You're okay. Do you need do you need to the you know, St. John's ambulance or something? And yeah. it was marvelous. And at the end, if everybody felt good if they actually crossed that finish line. Yes, I did this. <laughs> so you got the the physical benefit. Um, but you also got that fantastic mental benefit of, yeah, I've achieved something here because when it's a fun run like that, you, it's a much longer walk or run than you would normally do. Yeah. So you've got that sense of achievement from it as well, which I think is also uh, a great thing to do. Well, and actually, when we've talked about this, you know, each one of the things and the examples that we're talking about, people are, they do have a sense of achievement at the end. Yeah. And that's really critical for kind of, you know, moving forward, isn't it? So when you finish something, when you celebrate, and again, when you're doing something in this, in this kind of community way, when you finish it, I'm sure with your, your um, cooking kitchen, I know in um, the events that I had organized when I was working, you're volunteering for this charity, when you finished, there was, you celebrated the results when you crossed the finish line, you celebrated didn't you and and we know that that does kind of kick us off again to start doing Mm. something else yeah as you say ripple effect right yeah but it it creates that positive upward spiral you do one thing and it sets you up like you say to want to do either the same thing again next year or to do something else and it it increases your level of what they call pro-social activity Mm. The more you do, the more you give, the more you want to do, the more you want to give. And how wonderful is that? It's beautiful. Yeah. And isn't that a that, that kind of better world that hopefully we're all aiming for as we get yeah. out of the yeah. global pandemic, which yes. I think we could all, I know I definitely could use a lot more connection with my community and with the things I care about um I definitely am going to take that with me and kind of take it take it as one of those steps on my way uh out and healing journey from this last 18 months (laughs) so it'd be great to hear from our listeners what have you do what have you been involved in I'm sure there are so many different things that people get in, invited to participate in be great to hear what some of those things actually are so please share with us your stories we'd love to hear from you yeah please or do you have an initiative that people can go and get involved in that would be a wonderful way yes. uh, you know because maybe people don't know that their skills can be useful or how their skills can be useful so that would be really wonderful absolutely yeah great Okay, well, thank you so much for being with us this time. Thank you. Um, Hope you've enjoyed listening to our ideas and thoughts about how volunteering is so good for you and so many different levels. And we look forward to seeing you next time. Bye for now.
Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Thriving with Sarah and Jenny. We hope you've enjoyed listening to it as much as we did recording it. And you can always get involved in the well-being conversation at all of our social links in the show notes. Until next time, stay safe, stay happy, and thrive in whatever you do.